3: Welcome back to the Over Comfort Podcast. I am your host, Jenica Lopez. Thank you guys so much for being here. I am super excited for today's guest because I'm going to explain right now, but let me introduce her and kind of give her a little (laughs) nice intro. We have the beautiful, gorgeous little Libra friend, twin, Daisy Marquez. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm generally so happy and I want to tell you something and I don't know if I've told you... Maybe I told you drunk at Karen and Sebas's wedding.
4: Dude, I was so drunk. (laughs) I
3: was like, (laughs) it was so much fun. But Daisy, you okay? Aside, aside from the fact that I I obviously love you, I've loved your content from like a long, long time ago. Like, you know, huge supporter here. But I've always prayed for you. Like I've seen you at events and I've seen you as a person and we were never like close. I'm already going to cry. But but I always, I always felt like, I don't know, like I, I wanted to be not wanted to be close to you, but I'm like, I'm just going to pray for her like quietly. And like whenever she's ready, like we could talk or whatever. So like this happening right now is kind of like a full circle (laughs) moment for me where it's like, wow. Okay. God is really like answering prayers and i say that because there was like one event we were at and we can cut it out if you want but there was one event where you know we were drinking everybody was drinking it was an influencer of a um, makeup collab or whatever uh-huh and everyone was drinking and all your friends left you out of nowhere and i'm like wait oh my god where was this it was at the tres Luce party Remember oh my god
4: her? you know what that was the most traumatizing night of my life
3: and i was like i re- and i remember talking to you i'm like okay she's by herself i What's blacked out on? i
4: literally don't i was so blacked out that day i don't i do not and i think that was anything. before
3: you moved back to texas i think i i, I i'm maybe the timing's wrong or you had moved you had moved and then you came back like a, I, think, I was like frequently Oh my God, this is about
4: to get dark. So I, I think I remember that night because, um, the club, this club that I love was just opening back up after COVID. Uh So I think I was in Texas and I came in for that event. You know, what's so crazy. I do not remember anything from that night. I just remember being at the Tres Luce event. And then I remember, um, being at the club with the whole different outfit. And I'm like, mm. how did how? this happen? I was like, how did I get here? Where are my friends? Like I, and then I wake up. Oh my God, this is going to get a little bit dark. <laughs> so after that, I then woke up in a random hotel what? with nothing, no clothes, no, I mean, no clothes. I had no phone, no shoes. And oh, I just right. had this bodysuit and I was crying on the floor Yeah. and the security guard was like, your mom's coming. And I'm so confused, Jenica, like. And your mom's in Texas. No, she was in thank God, like, Diosito, like, it's so crazy how the way that things work, because she was there on, like, a honeymoon vacation. She was, like, in Malibu or something, and the security guard from the hotel had called my mom saying that I had been roofied, and so I just, I, then after, like, that, everything was, like, in flashes, and I wake up the next day, and my mom was, like, so disappointed in me. She's, Mm -hmm. like, what did you do? Like, I thought you were just going to the event and I'm like mom I have no idea what happened I know that I got super drunk at the Tres Luz event Mm -hmm. but then when I went to the club is when I got roofied Yeah, and you will not believe what happened I then went to take a shower and Mm -hmm. I took off my bodysuit and I had hickeys all over my body and I remember I was like so disgusted and I just felt so like broken and I was like oh my god like what happened so then I reached out to the security guy and I'm like hey like it's the girl from last night. Like, do you know what happened? He's yeah. like, hey, he's like, I knew something was wrong. He's like, because I heard someone screaming. So he said that he came out and he saw me getting out of a van and I was screaming, what? saying, help me. Oh, no, I wasn't even a van. It was a mozzarella I don't even know what kind of car what? that is. And he, he said that um, three guys came out and they grabbed me and they threw me yeah. back in the car. And then that I was somehow able to escape again. And I ran to the security and I told him to help me. Like those guys just assa- assaulted yeah. me. And that they tried to pretend saying that they were my older brothers. And what? that the security guard threatened to call the cops. And um, they were like, unless you guys have identification, that you guys know her. Like I'm not letting her go. And he said, I'm like shaking. I've never talked about mm-hmm. this. Um, and... um. um that he said that the car was just like on the side of the building waiting for me to get out and then that's whenever my mom came and then i went to go get tested and like it came back wow. like positive and i i was just like in shock because i thought yeah. that that never would have happened to me but my mom was always telling me like you need to stop getting drunk like that to where you don't know what you're yeah. doing and stuff and i learned my lesson you know what i think is so crazy my way of taking Cause I feel like they took a part of me yeah. and I think my way of taking control of the situation I went back to that same club that, really? that same night I I don't know like and everybody in LA found out because I was I asked the club like can I get the security footage like I want to know who those guys were like I could be standing at a club next to them and I wouldn't even know right yeah. And nobody wanted to help me. Nobody wanted to get involved. That club is very popular. And I just felt so defeated. And so I was like, you know what? I think the only way that I can take control back is by not being afraid to go back into that club. And that same, the next day I went back into the club. And I don't even, like, I just look back at it and I'm like, Daisy, what the fuck? Like, it was just, I, I think in that time of my life, I was just so, I was still so
3: like, lost i guess you could say and i i don't i i don't want it to come off rude or disrespectful but i felt that yeah like where it's like but maybe that's just me as a person where it's like like i think you're an empath no i kind of i don't know i don't know if it's a libra thing because i'm a libra too where i'm just (laughs) like something's wrong and i and i remember dming you that night i'm like hey did you make it home like because you were waiting for your uber and i didn't want to leave until you got in your uber and i'm like you guys I just want to say thank you no. from the bottom of my heart. No, but now that oh, you tell so me this, I'm like, I should have fucking followed you. <sighs> but it's like, I, I, and I knew, and I'm like, I know, I know when the time is right for like something like this to happen for us to say we'll have a conversation. And like, it's obviously something vulnerable. And I appreciate yeah. you being so open about it because it's scary. But it's there's something like, wow, like the whole point of the podcast is to kind of like understand you. And I feel like over the time of your career, it's been very, you've been very misunderstood. I think and kind of judged because you were like in the beginning, not yeah, we were in the beginning yeah. era. Yeah, I I just and I guess we can. I think that's why I
4: even wanted to come on here and and I told you I was like I only feel comfortable talking to you because I I don't know you're just so warm and your energy mm-hmm. so inviting that I immediately just felt connected to you even when we were talking at Karen's wedding. I'm like oh my god, like I really mm-hmm. love her. <laughs> um, but I I honestly feel like I just have been it's just it has been such a long journey of trying to find myself and I think because I I try to pride myself in being independent and not needing anyone's help like I think I shot myself in the foot yeah. like that but by, by trying to be so independent because then I ended up really just mm. losing myself and I had been fighting my demons for so long yeah. like I and I think alcohol was just a way of me like escaping
3: yeah, it or like it is and it's a la like you live yeah in it, it just
4: lived. it just after my after my relationship that was like public mm-hmm. that, that yeah. it had mm-hmm. ended the way that relationship ended it just really changed me i feel like i had such a good heart and then it turned my heart black mm. and i kind of just shut myself down and i yeah. numb myself and i think the way of escaping that numbness and or just making myself more numb was like alcohol and I made it a goal of my year in 2024 to give up alcohol. Mm. And even some part of me was like, I wonder if my friends are even still going to want to hang around me if I'm not mm. drinking. Because I'm known as like the party girl yeah. wild and I'm fun and, you know, people invite me and and now I'm just like, wow, like it's really going to show me who is really no, going to be there for me and who is. isn't. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think, I think I have been misunderstood, but I don't know, to some people, they see me as like such a bad person, but I'm genuinely not. I think I just grew up on the internet and I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Like I've learned a lot and I, I have, you know, I have worked really, really hard to yeah. be the person that I am today. And I seeked medical help and I was going to therapy and nobody even knew, but I was on so many heavy medications yeah. for depression, anxiety and other things that I don't think I'm comfortable enough to mm-hmm. tell the public about yet but mm-hmm. that also oh my god like it
3: messes you up it messes you up so bad have you ever been yeah. on I've never but mm-hmm. I've been but because not that I don't want to I just feel like it. it I don't want to be dependent on it either yeah I, and yeah
4: I think and I remember my therapist being like, well, we're going to put you on all these, my psychiatrist, he was like, we're going to put you on these medications because you're feeling too many emotions. So we're going to numb you. And I was like, okay, so that makes sense. It didn't. And at the time I was like, okay, but then now that I'm like, I don't take any medications. I'm like, when I stopped the medications, all those feelings came back. Yeah. So, um, I just quit cold Turkey one day, all the medications. I think it's when I moved back to. Texas I was like okay like I'm just going to deal with my emotions and feel them and let myself I'm, I'm just gonna let go you know and after that I just really started I'm a very spiritual person so I, are you spiritual like, yeah yeah and yeah. then I started to really get into you know healing books mm-hmm. and meditation and that's something like that, the core of it yeah and that's that's something that really helped me to balance my chakras and I really really dig deep and I started to do shadow work and try to heal my inner child. Mm. I feel like a lot of my wounds stem from yeah. my childhood. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that a lot of their, and
3: both. I feel, yeah. And I, it seems like kind of silly to people and yeah. it's hard to explain it to someone that kind of doesn't see
4: it. That doesn't understand. Yeah. That, that doesn't yeah.
3: understand. And it's like, literally we are who we are because of who our parents were, or how we were raised or certain situation. It's, it's real. It like is. there's things. What's it's like, Affects you and creates you as the person you are today, and you carry it on like it's better to h- handle the the battle now, you as a person before you take it on if you have kids or get married. That is so true. you know, um,
4: and this is something that I had to teach myself. So you growing up, you are given this blueprint mm-hmm. that you're the way your parents raise you, society, school, and you grew up with this blueprint, thinking that this is the blueprint that you have to follow for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I grew up thinking that I was, you know, incapable of love, that mm. I had I had really bad abandonment issues. So yeah. anytime someone would try to leave me, it would, like, trigger me yeah. really bad. And so I grew up thinking that everyone that I loved was going to leave me, so then I would leave them first. And it just – it was, like, a domino effect. So then one day, I think, once I got tired of, like, my own bullshit – I was like, okay, I'm completely going to rewrite my blueprint and I'm going to start from zero. Yeah. So I no longer blamed my father for not being able to, you know, be affectionate and show me love because he wasn't shown that. Yeah. So how am I going to blame him, you know? So then I started to just love myself and show myself love. love. And I think that that's a way that I was able to heal from that. Mm-hmm. And I even tell my sisters now, you know, because my dad is still the same and he's not affectionate with them. And I told him, I was like, look, you can be affectionate with yourself. Like I'm here for you guys. Like you guys don't have to believe that all men are not affectionate. Like, so I think rewiring your brain and, you know, creating the environment that you want and not believing the blueprint Mm -hmm. really is something that. Yeah. And it's like,
3: you don't have to follow it like, or feel guilty. And I feel like that's what a lot of people feel. Like in this case about your dad, it's like, You could still love him and Mm -hmm. he could still love you, but it's a different type of love. Yeah. It's like a, it's like from
4: a distance. Yes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I think he loves me. I don't
3: know. No, I, I'm sure he loves you, but like, it's like for you as a person, what makes you feel good? It's like, okay. Yeah. I understand how you are and I'm going to satisfy myself by pleasing and loving myself and what you do amazing at. You go on these trips. Thank you. You're happy. You look so good. Daisy like you look amazing and like i literally look back and like when you were in like that relationship and now that you talk about abandonment issues or whatever like from when you i from when you guys broke up or you know that's when everything kind of went dark you mentioned yeah i think um
4: and by the way i'm already emotional because they don't know that because I lost my dog so I've been yeah, crying for the past I few know. days that's why I'm super emotional it's also a moon in cancer yeah. moon cancer <laughs> um yeah I think um I think that relationship is like the only public relationship that I've ever really had so when that ended everybody kind of question as to why it ended and even up to this day i don't think it's fair that people still throw that in my face just because it's like i'm over it (laughs) like let it go like please like i'm constantly like being reminded of it, and you know the way that relationship ended really affected me mentally in a bad way and i changed that and everyone's like oh daisy changed i did change i changed and not in a good way because i was hurt I felt like I was just like betrayed and I was alone in LA and I could have gone back with my family. I could have reached out, but I didn't, I mm-hmm. isolated myself and I completely spiraled. I then got introduced to the Hollywood scene and I started partying and like I got so invested in that lifestyle and, and it completely changed me and it almost felt like I was living like a double life mm-hmm. because when the camera was on and I was on YouTube and I was so like posh back then on mm-hmm. YouTube and I remember like I wouldn't even flick off the camera or cuss mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. but then behind the camera I was like this wild child and I was running around Hollywood like partying and yeah, yeah. doing all these crazy things and I think that really fucked me up just living this like double life and somewhere in between the line got crossed and then I think everybody was able to see that it was like just that I just wasn't the same
3: yeah
4: Daisy right and um I think after I moved to Texas, though, I was able to just really find myself again. I'm very happy with, uh, with the person that I am today. Like, I have made a lot of mistakes, you know, and I have taken the time to learn from them and grow from them. And I think, I mean, I'm not perfect, you know. I don't no, think I anyone is perfect, and all I can do is just try to better myself. Um, and I think I've gotten better at learning how to control my emotions and mm. just being around a really good environment with good people like you.
3: Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, yeah. but you are you single? You've been single since then? Since that relationship? I don't I, Wait, are you talking about what relationship? I don't know. Wait, are we talking wait, are we <laughs> talking about the thing? Okay, okay, you're not you're not you're single right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Thinking. Wait, but what, what, what relationship are you talking about? Are you talking about the the very first? I guess the very first yeah, the very first one. Have you been, like... Have you been I, dating and ever... ever I, I've been in
4: three serious relationships mm-hmm. since I've been here. Which oh, okay. was the first one, and then okay. I dated someone for, like, two months. Uh, I wouldn't really say that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then the very last one, um, I've been single since that one, which is 2019. That one oh. traumatized me just really bad that I never wanted to... Not that I... I've, I've learned now that I can't close myself off to love, um, but I've just, I think the reason why I've been single for so long is because I'm just, I've worked so hard that I don't want to just let anybody yeah. in and ruin my peace. Because I think when, oh my God, when you're in a toxic relationship, like yes. it's so hard to get out of it and
3: Independent,
4: and, and dependent. Yes. And like, I, I used to always depend on men for love mm-hmm. and for yeah. happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think now that I've learned how to depend on myself for happiness, it's like, okay, then I can only want a man. I don't need a man. Yes. But I mean, a, I the right person will come, I guess. Like I've been single since 2019.
3: That's but good for you though. What about you? I'm single, babe. Since single. when? Well, I've been single since 2020, 2021. 20, 20, 20, 20, Three, four years. How I'm happy. That? I'm content. Really? I'm like, I feel like I'm on the same page where it's like I'm not in a rush. Yeah. I'm not looking. I mean, I'm open to it. Yeah. Love can come. Love can be here. I'm just, I have a lot on my plate. And I always say this, like, I have a lot on my plate. Are you going to be able to fit there Mm -hmm. without messing everything else Mm -hmm. up?
4: Like, are you going to come and add to my table and not take away or disturb anything? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and
3: then, you know, dating, like I, I, as an influencer or social media, like it's really complicated and it's very,
4: do you think that do you ever think that some men have tried to date you because of who your family yes, is?
3: Of course. How, do, how has that like affected it, you? It's hard though. Like it's like, it's, and that's where my trust issues come in, but mm. it's not because of men in general. It's because of like everybody around. And yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, and in my lifestyle is very hard to understand. Like there's always something going on. Yeah. Like people don't get in and I, I come off intimidating and a lot of men can't handle that. It's because you you need somebody <laughs> at the same, the same level, level or like higher. Exactly. Like, so you know we're happy out here. We're living life. That's,
4: That's nice. nice. No, te like a pretendiente or something? No.
3: Really? No. Really? Yes. What? I'm very careful. Like I don't go. I don't look through my DMs. I don't.
4: What?
3: But it's like if I do, and it's like a lot of old, like weird guys. <laughs> like, okay. But um have you gotten that that message like on your DMs? Like, be my sugar baby. I, we don't have to have sex or nothing. Like, no,
4: no. no? I've gotten,
3: <laughs> really? I've gotten like so many of those, and I'm like. Like men trying to be your sugar babies? No, men trying to be... Me trying to be them, Like their sugar baby. Oh, you be their sugar baby. I'm like, that sounds tempting, but...
4: (laughs) Where are you fighting these men? Because no men have asked me to be their sugar baby. They've asked me to be their sugar mama.
3: So I'm like, no. No. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? No. no. Okay, we're going to go on a quick break, and then we're going to come right back in, okay? All right, so we'll be right back, guys.
0: As an actor, a producer
3: All right, you guys, welcome back. We have the gorgeous Daisy Marquez with us today. Thank you. Okay, so let's just lay it out there. You started your podcast. Congrats to you. Thank yes, you so so, much. so happy for you. I Thank love you. love Daisy Diaries. It's I feel like it's very truthful to who you are. You. And I feel you've always had like Daisy Diaries, right? Yeah, you had like the Instagram, I think. Yeah, I've had, the, I've
4: had the Instagram and that it kind of was like a fence stuff. yeah and yeah. i would i'm just not good on i get very anxious when i go on live so there i feel very comfortable mm-hmm. and i would tell like my story times or when i would go on dates like i would update my girls on there and so it was very intimate and people would always be like we miss your story times but i'm like mm, i don't feel like sitting down and just doing story times i'm like i actually want a platform where i can sit down and yes. talk so that's why i wanted to come out with the podcast so it can feel yeah. just like a very intimate kind of like
3: this yeah. just like girl talk like where you feel like okay like just talking yeah um how, how is it going? How do you feel with it? Like, is it what you expected? Yes. And I just feel like, I
4: don't know. I, I, I see, I think I'm more scared to invite people on to.
3: It's a little, it's, it's
4: never, wrecking. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, what if they tell me no or yeah, so <laughs> so that's no. why, so that's why I wanted to start off with my sisters. I'm super comfortable with them. Yeah um and they wanted to be a part of it and I did film some other episodes with them and they seem to love it so maybe it'll end up turning out to be like something with yeah. them um but yeah or maybe yeah. you can
3: come on there as well yes you tell me when and then it'll okay. be my turn to yes. ask you questions yes please <laughs> um okay so I kind of want to talk about one of the episodes and you know I again I want to respect you and honor you for your vulnerability and being so open because What you said was very, um, again, respectable. Like it's like, it takes a lot of, uh, I guess, balls. I don't want to say ovaries (laughs) because it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of balls to say what you had to say with what you were going through, you know? And it's like, as a person, a lot of people do not have that same mentality to be able to be like, okay, this is my truth. Yeah, this is what it is, and I, and even it's like, were you scared for people not to like you though? I feel
4: like when in the you be- thought about it. Yeah, I think in the beginning of, of the career when everything was like taking off, I was so scared of like fucking up my reputation. Yeah, and I think now it's just like if you are so focused on your reputation, you're literally gonna lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think. I was mostly scared of what people were going to think about me because I was such a people pleaser and I didn't want to disappoint anyone. And in the end, I ended up disappointing myself and, you know, the people around me and the people that had watched that video. And so I think once, you know, that happened and I'm so glad that I didn't address it at the time Mm -hmm. because I was so immature, I was so insecure, I was so naive, I probably would have just, like reacted out of emotion and been like oh my god you guys please like I wouldn't have handled it the way I should have Mm. and so I'm very glad that you know I addressed it now um at this version that I am of myself and I think now like I know I'm not a bad person I know that I can go to sleep at night in peace because Mm. I know that I do have a good heart and I just happen to make a really bad mistake and i'm genuinely so sorry and i know that some people are going to be able to see that some people are going to forgive me some people aren't but Mm -hmm. i had to learn that i can't satisfy everyone you know i have one life and regardless if you're doing good somebody out there is going to think you're doing bad
3: of course you can't
4: you can't live your life trying to please others because you are going to end up overthinking everything and killing yourself in the end And it had gotten to a point where I literally wanted to, you know, end my life because I just couldn't take the hate that I would get on social media. Um,
3: It's like a lot of weight.
4: It's, it's a lot of weight. It's just like, I feel like you would understand that like at the end of the day, we are all human beings, you know? Um, And I just think when it's a lot of hate in immense amounts, it, it, just is very suffocating and you think that at the time I remember because now like you can throw sticks and and stones you will not break me like Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. am so secure in myself now and I don't even care about what anyone has to say about me because I'm so right um good within myself but I think back then like I believed everything that everyone would say about me and so I was so scared to come out and be truthful so I just you know, I just waited and waited and waited. And I remember even at some points I wanted to come out and my team at the time was like, no, you're going to ruin your reputation. This brand's not going to want to work with you. And then it got to a point where I have a different team now. Yeah. Um, cause I remember they asked me like, what are your goals of this year? And I was like, look, I want to tell my truth. Mm-hmm. I want to finally close that chapter in my life. And they were like, no. And I was like, you guys are not listening to me. And they're like, but uh, why would they say no? Like they kept telling me no, because they were because of my reputation. They were like, you're going to ruin your reputation. They're like, people are going to bring it up regardless. Like you shouldn't address it. But I'm like, you guys are not in my shoes. Like, everywhere I go any person that I collab with like it's always being brought up like just let me speak my truth like people are going to respect me more if I just sit here and tell them exactly what happened yeah. like I fucked up I lied in- on the internet like I made a mistake like I'm so sorry like just let me hold myself accountable and I think they were just looking at it more on like a business of side course, of course. so once they told me no I just remember I, I felt very disconnected from my team and I was mm-hmm. like you know what I think it's time. I think it's time and I'm like I don't even care if I have a team, I'm going to come out and I'm going to say it
3: what no matter what.
4: No matter what because like I'm too grown like to not hold myself accountable and I just think it's time, you and know. You
3: control your own narrative.
4: Now I have a new team and I remember um, before I signed with my manager, I was like, "Hey, like, look, I have this baggage with me. I was like, I really need to let this go and I need to address this on the internet. And I was so scared for her to being like, oh, I don't want a client like that or whatever. And she completely respected it. She was like, I 100% think you should do that. Like I'm here. And I was like, this is what I needed. I needed that support from a manager on the business side. And so I think now, you know, I am very blessed to be financially free Mm -hmm. to where if I didn't want to do social media, I don't have to but I do it for fun now and you know I have my foundation and stuff like that so I think you know also my old team was thinking about it like well if you address this and you get canceled you're not going to make any more money and you're going to be broke and like they were thinking about it to like a whole another level but I was like look I I am very firm and secure within my message and what I'm going to say and how it's going to come out because like everybody lies yeah it just so happened that I lied on the internet and like again like I am super regretful I'm regretful to a certain extent because it also I learned my lesson from it uh I learned my lesson from it I am so blunt now I'm so honest love that and I just literally have learned not to lie about absolutely anything Mm -hmm. like it's just easier
3: and I think life. about at the time, again, like where you were at. Yeah. Like you were just starting your career. Yeah. And it was sh- like those type of things were very shameful. They were because BBLs no, were not no a one, thing no at No one all. could like, ever get them. And now everybody and their moms have them. It's like super. It's. it's It was like taboo at that time. or Not even taboo. It was just no, very it like. It is.
4: It was taboo. And I was 21 or 20. Mm-hmm. I don't even. 20 or 21. I don't mm-hmm, remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know. When I was freshly, you know, everything's like kind of coming out. And if it were to come out that I had gotten VBL, the internet would have dragged me and I wouldn't have been able to handle the hate. And, yeah. you know, that's exactly and why. And you
3: were emotionally like as strong as you were now. That's yeah. You thing. see, like now, like <clears throat> I'm,
4: I'm not scared to talk, talk about, about surgery or anything like that. And I actually do want to say. What? That I got another VBL. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I love that. <laughs> How was it? I, I announced it on my OF literally
3: i gotta subscribe
4: (laughs) (laughs) i announced it on on my of literally when i got it like i was like oh i got a new body for my and i was so positive that it was gonna come out and i was like if it comes out like it comes out you know like i'm not ashamed of it Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't until like recently that people started to pick up that they were like something looks different like her butt looks more plump and i'm like like yeah yeah like i got another one but i don't think it's that big of a deal to where i need to go and make an announcement on social media like oh my god i got like to the girls that have asked me DM, like, oh, my God, who's your doctor? Mm-hmm. I replied back to them, and I tell them, like, yes. but then to the girls that are coming off so nasty and rude, and it's like, girl, if you were nice, I would have told you the doctor. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be nasty about it. Like, I'm super open and honest. Like, I've talked about, like, my breast augmentation, yes. and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just an open book now. Good,
3: um, like, you're free. But I am. Free I, feel,
4: I feel so free, and I feel so at peace and i've i've had to make peace with a lot of you know the mistakes that i've made it's just i feel like for influencers some people look at us and they expect us to just be happy and be like just in the state of mind 24 7 and like there we're gonna have some bad days and some days we're not gonna want to talk or take a picture yeah
3: and it's like i feel it because i have bad days too where it's like i really hope i don't run into a fan or somebody today because not that i'll be rude but it's kind of like i'm i'm not mentally there yeah to have and i'm very open i'm very like i will hug you i'll like let yes yeah, so i take a picture hi how are you but it's, if someone catches me on a bad day it's kind of like then that goes like everywhere and yeah and then I'm, they assume and then it goes back to like oh i can't believe your mother raised you this way or your mother wasn't like that or your are you know what i mean yeah it's like an assumption it's like no like I'm human, you're human, we have bad days. Yeah. Which is totally normal, like it any is. other person. Um and okay, so I wanted to ask right now that I was thinking about it because you were talking about um your younger self. Yes. Like before, what was your childhood like though? Like and like what like how you grew up in Mexico, right? I came Or you moved over here? I came here when I
4: was 1 so I was raised yeah, yes. here. yes. Okay. I was raised here. Um, <laughs> I've never talked about no. my childhood. I'm like... Ugh. No, we don't have to. It's okay. I was <laughs> No, it's like- okay. Um, growing up, I was just... I was a very, very angry little girl. Mm. I don't... And like everybody, like my family knew that, but I was so angry because I was so confused. Mm. Um my both my mom and my dad were not that present Mm -hmm. in my childhood and who raised me was my tia okay so um I grew up thinking that her daughters were my sisters and you know um things just got very confusing growing up and so I then like I became so angry that you know my father and my mother were absent and like every single time that I would want like affection they both weren't there and then you know
3: mm-hmm.
4: that my tia wasn't really my mom it, I was just so confused I remember just being like so angry yeah being little and I would like throw stuff and I would throw tantrums but that was the only way that I would get attention mm-hmm. from like the adults around me yeah so then I would lash out more but I was super good in school and I had all these good grades and I was a teacher's pet but at home I was such a bad little girl because the only way I would get attention was when I would lash out um, but, um, I don't think it was until after I, mm, I'm trying to think because I feel like, I feel like I didn't get to fix those issues in my childhood until after I went to therapy here yeah. in LA. So it took me such a long yeah. time
3: like to even, you, to unravel everything and understand everything. Yeah. Cause
4: I, I, I didn't even ever. Growing up, I didn't think I was, like, an angry little girl because I had abandonment issues. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was normal, I guess yeah. you could say. So mm-hmm. when my therapist was, like, well, because you had absent parents growing up, blah, 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 and then that's kind of where I, like, got to like, oh. understand. And I remember I was – everybody knows that I'm so close to my mom. Like, yeah. she is my rock and she's my world. But my mom and I did not get close until after I graduated, after I moved to L.A. Wow. Um, I was never close to her. Um, I never told her anything growing up. I didn't tell her I loved her enough when I was younger. Um, I just think her way of showing love was, like, by buying me things. She's like, here's a toy. Like, shut up. So I was very, like, misheard and misunderstood growing up so it wasn't until after I started going to therapy and I I sat down with my mom and I told her like
3: oh wow, that's beautiful I
4: it was such a beautiful moment and I remember it happened in New York because we used to just bump heads so much and I remember everybody around me would be like you and your mom are always arguing and fighting and I'm like I don't know why I, I couldn't understand why but it was because I never talked to her about you know it was the built up yeah it was built up and I remember we were like on a family trip in New York and um we got into a really, really big argument and she finally sat me down and she's like, what is your problem with me? She's like, why do you hate me so much? And I was like, I don't hate you. I was like, I hate the things that you did growing up. Like you were not there for me. Um, and she is such a great mother now. I I think like she also, she got pregnant at 17. So she was was super young and she felt like she got robbed of her teenage years. So she was always out and clubbing and stuff. And so
3: I'm the only, okay.
4: I'm the only child from her. So, you know, once I got to understand that, you know, it's also my mom's first time yeah,
1: living beautiful. life yeah. and
4: being a mom, then I was like, oh my God, like I was so hard on her, but it, I think she was just misunderstood and I was misunderstood. So when we were able to sit down and talk our feelings out, oh my God, it was so beautiful. And after that, we oh. got so close. I tell her everything. I literally talked to her like, I think nine to 10 times a day That's on the phone.
3: Though. That's like... Um, oh and it's like you wish you would have had it earlier but now it's like this is the right moment like it was designed and meant to happen yeah for sure because because
4: now that i'm that i'm grown we're able to understand each other like on a different level
3: it's like she she was having a hard time probably growing up and raising someone as well
4: exactly especially like in like hispanic culture like i mean i i know that a lot of you know young latinas get pregnant like yeah. it's, it's very common in hispanic culture and a lot of my tias did too so it kind of was like you have to grow up at this age but i don't think she was allowed yeah to like have that teenage or childhood that she wanted so i mm-hmm. think um she was trying to do that at the same time as raising me and it just
3: yeah that but, was my mom too my sis- she had my sister at 15
4: i was gonna i was gonna ask how was your relationship with your mom growing up
3: my my relationship with my mom it was good um it wasn't, I, w- I don't want to say that she was absent, but she would work a lot. Yeah. So it felt absent. Mm-hmm. So I always depended on my sister. Mm. And then my dad was in and out of jail. So he wasn't really there. Um, we would go spend, they were divorced. We would spend the weekends with him and then he went to jail and all this um, other stuff. But when she passed, she passed away when I feel like we could have gotten close. Cause mm-hmm. I was 15. And at that time, like that's when, you know, my whole, my family was going through like some rumors and like my sister and everything where it's kind of like, okay, my sister had left the house and it kind of left me, just me and her and my little brother. And it was nice because we would spend time together or yeah. whatever. Um, but I wish I had that opportunity though, because now that I'm older, there's things that obviously my sister can't do or my, yeah, yeah, my sisters, they can't do for me. Mm. Like they can be a sister and I've had to have that boundary with my, my oldest sister. Like I need you to be my sister, not my mom. Yeah. You know, I think that I like, I have to learn how, like I want to be able to go and tell you things without being scared. Or without her like lecturing yes, you or like, exactly. I think that, so. do you feel like that
4: line got blurred at some point where like, it was like your sister was your mom at the same yes. time. And then you yeah. had to like,
3: which was a problem for my mom. Mm. Um. It was like, I depended way too much on, on her. her. So, and I, I would love to have that opportunity now that I know therapy, I've been through therapy, I know who I am as a person and I can understand my mom even more yeah you know because I know that she would have needed it too I feel yeah. like everybody I everybody I think so everybody too. Needs I therapy. think so too like I if I can give that as a Christmas gift I would without offending <laughs> anybody but like it I think it's so beautiful
4: I think it is too and you know what I some people really do get offended yes when you offer like I think you should go to therapy they're like I don't need that shit like blah, blah blah and i'm like no but it genuinely helps you get to the core of your problems yes. and
3: and it's not even to say that someone has a problem yeah, it's no. just to understand understand the you rebel, to understand un- yourself yeah like why you are the way you are and I, I don't know if you like with your therapist but i answer my own questions basically like when i'm talking to her i'm like oh well that makes sense actually like, yeah <laughs> i'm like I don't even know why I'm hiring you. Like, I'm answering but my own But You know answers. what is so funny, though? Because you
4: don't realize it until you're sitting there, but it's because you're with a professional. Yes, like, yeah. So, because I had a friend being like, why would I go with the therapist if it's their job to sit there and listen? Like, what if they don't care? And I'm like, you won't understand it until you're sitting yes. there and they're giving you actual professional, you know, feedback and honest opinion on they your call situation. You out of your like, shit. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, Yeah. I love therapy. I I think, I I think it's such a, I actually, I'm going to my therapist after this (laughs) at five.
3: You're like, uh, (laughs) I don't know if I need it anymore. (laughs) No, but yeah, I honestly like, and I, and I, my sister does it. She does life coaching, Jackie. Um, she's also gone to therapy and like, I, I want to be able, I wish everybody can like do it, so that everybody can be, a, not aligned, but kind of just understand each other better yeah. where it, it's like, it's hard to explain what you've learned in therapy to someone that does, doesn't
4: get it. I feel like it would go in one ear and yes. out the other. I've tried to tell like, or give advice to my sisters and then they just.
3: Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah, they don't. But, but I mean. We're it, growing. They would, it's, it's okay. Have one day. Teach their own. and teach, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love you. Okay, we're going to go on a quick break. I'm going to go to the bathroom <laughs> and we'll be right back. Okay.
5: All right,
3: you guys, welcome back. We are, this is such a good episode, Daisy. I am so,
4: we're literally just
3: like, I feel like we're very connected. We're just having girl talk.
4: We're just, (laughs) I'm loving this episode. I feel
3: like we're connected and I'm just, I don't know. Again, it's like full circles for me and like, I don't, I don't know. And I feel like we've always kind of been like, Some way attached because Emilio and like, oh my god, oh
4: my god, wait, can we talk about that? I think that is so crazy, right? So, I met him when I first moved here, Uh I've been knowing him for years, I think I've been knowing Emilio for I think seven years. I've known him for such a long time. He's been knowing me since I was a little baby. So when I saw him with your sister, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I am loving this. And I'm shipping it. And I literally yeah. remember telling everybody, I was like, oh my God, I hope they get married. And then I saw the engagement. And I was like,
3: oh. I know. Oh now they're engaged. They're in love. And being, I love you know, that for them. them. But yeah, I was like. That's so crazy. Small, small world. He knows everybody, too, though. He's he knows like, everybody. <laughs> he he's such a good person, <laughs> though. No, he's a good guy. Um, but on a lighter note, I want to talk about your DACA foundation. <gasps> oh, my God. Because yes. you are the DACA queen. And, and I feel like a lot of people people should know. But if they don't know, you have a foundation. Yes, you have a foundation. You, have, you were here on DACA, right? Yes. Yes. I'm, so tell me about it. How did it start? What inspired you? What all that good stuff (laughs) so um like I said in the beginning of the year when I
4: switched teams yes she had me um write out what are your goals and I remember telling her I was like I don't know exactly what foundation I want to start I was like but I want to start a foundation to give back to my community and she was like well you're gonna have to really sit down and like think about what exactly you want and I was like you know what you're right so I just, and literally right after that phone call, I called her and I was like, I already know. I was like, it's going to be for the Dreamers, for DACA recipients. Like that is something that I'm very passionate yes. about. And unfortunately the program did close. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very, it's, it's a big, but a small community of us DACA Dreamers that are in the program. And this idea came to mind because I have a cousin who, it's just me and her that are under DACA. And she has kids. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, Oh my God, like I'm dreading, you know, um, it about to expire. Like I'm dreading that it's about to expire. And I was like, why? And she's like, Because like if you think about it, like it's a lot of money and she does have a very good job. So Mm -hmm. she's like financially stable. Mm -hmm. But she was like, just imagine like the people that, you know, have to choose between being able to feed their kids or paying for their DACA or paying the bills or DACA. And I was like, Oh my God, like I would hate to be in that position and so that kind of like clicked in me and i was like you know what i want to be able to take away that stress and that weight off of someone and i want to give them financial support and pay for their renewal and so it once i told you know my team the idea they were like okay let's do it we got a really good team behind it and then i remember I remember telling people that I was launching this foundation, and nobody was taking it serious. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And I was like, "But," and I feel like not that I was getting shut down, but I was like so passionate and excited about it. And everybody was just kind of saying like, "Oh, like you know, Whatever. like mm-hmm. like you've launched so many things. Like this is just an." And, but I was like, I hold this so close to my heart, and I was like, I feel that it's going to make a really big impact. And I remember another reason why I wanted to start the foundation was because I was thinking, like, I just think so much when I'm by myself. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, Daisy, if you were to die tomorrow, do you think that you would be happy with what you've done in Mm -hmm. your life on earth? And I was like, Mm -hmm. no. I was like, I haven't made an impact. I'm like, what? I posted content on social media? Like, that's it? Like, did I impact people's life? Did I make a positive change? Like, did I help people out? And once I started to, like, really question, you know, what have I done with my platform? I was like, I need to do something you know, that will really make a big impact on people's lives. And so when the foundation launched, we, at first, my manager was like, how many applications do you think we should like, you know, have it open for? And I was like, honestly, like maybe just like a thousand, like, I don't think we're gonna get more than a thousand. And then we hit a thousand within not even an hour. And I was like, holy crap. And so then we extended to 5,000 and then we ended up getting a total of 10,000 applications. And that is... I was so happy. Thank you. I was so happy. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that like, you know, I reached this many people. And like, I was so overwhelmed with joy. And I remember I was just crying and crying because I was so happy that, you know, I was going to help out so many people. And um, now that I get like updates, they're like, Daisy, like I got my new DACA in and like my new card. And um, I also decided to there's some dreamers out there that already paid for their DACA renewal so they're like hey like I want to apply for Advance Pro which is how I was able to visit Mexico so they're like would you be able to pay for like my lawyer fees for Advance and I was like of course so now you know if you're somebody that's that's listening or watching this if you are under DACA and and you want to apply for Advance Pro that's something that I also help with financially Um, so we've been able to help out a lot of people and
3: what are the, like, requirements? Is there any, like, type of rules or, what like, for you it's super, to be accepted or, I guess? It, it's
4: super what? easy. I have um, the DaisyDakkaFoundation.org. You mm-hmm. go on the website and you just fill out a couple of questions. You just need, you know, your ID and you need proof that, um, that you – that you that you have DACA and that it hasn't expired because unfortunately once it expires you are completely kicked off and you can no longer join. And so this is only available for people that are still in the program that need help financially to cover the cost of that. But you just need to submit those two forms and just the reason why you think, you know, um you should be a part of or why you should be chosen for the foundation. And I'm such a hands on person with everything that I do in my life. So I'm literally going through the applications. Some people it's, and I feel like they don't understand that it's, it does take a long time because then I'm having to sort and it's a very small team. It's like five of us. Yeah. It's like a team of five. Um, so we're going through applications and we're having to, you know, separate who submitted the right paperwork and who didn't. And, you know, it, it's very tedious, but I love it. And, um, each month we get to select a few people. Sometimes I choose more people, um, you know, if I had a really good month yeah. um, with my finances. And I'm like, you know what, um, I'm going to help out more. Yeah, more people. And so it's just little old me doing it. I'm, I think in the future, thank you, I think in the future I want to like have investors and, yeah. and have it be like a really big thing. And I wanted, for 2024, I definitely wanted to have like a bigger presence and I want to, you know, have an event for like, let's say I do like a, gala or something mm-hmm. and it's like you buy a ticket and you know that like money goes or yeah and so I I think I can help out more people if I do an event like that wow. but I'm I'm working towards that so it. the foundation is here to stay um as long as I'm alive so I'm very That's good. I'm very happy with the foundation I think it I think I found a new passion because now I don't ever think about Like, everybody was asking me, like, Daisy, what are you going to be for Halloween? And And usually I would spend so much money on my Halloween costumes. And I'm like, I'm not doing Halloween this year. All that money is going towards my foundation. So I love that my priorities change. They're always changing, but, you know, for better, for the better. And, um... Yeah, I think I found my new passion is helping out help people.
3: Do you feel like it like completed up like a part of you?
4: One hundred percent. I think being a Libra, mm-hmm. we um, you know, rule the scales. Yes. And even like Kim Kardashian being into law and stuff like that, I think it's it's in our nature to want to find balance and to help. Um, so it definitely I, I think if I were to, to die tomorrow I'd be, happy. be happy. I would be I'd, be I'd be so happy. Oh,
3: that's awesome. I set
4: myself free and I've I've made at least some type of impact in my community. So I can die happy. I mean, well, I not want to get married, no, but
3: yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want kids Would you too. want to get married? Yeah. I'm like trying- what, what is like the, I don't want to say timeline, but you know, what, what's your idea? What does it look like for you?
4: Honestly, it's cause like everyone's always telling me like, you can get this if you get married, but I'm like, I'm such a, romantic and i'm such a hopeless romantic mm-hmm. that if i get married it's because i'm in love and i want my fairy tale wedding and so i'm not trying to rush yeah it at all and i definitely want to get married first travel the world and then have kids mm-hmm. kids is like on the last.
3: Yeah. Last. How old are you? You're 26. I'm 26. 26. Yeah. Look at 26 too. That's fine. Basically 30. Funny. Yeah. Eh, no. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like I don't like talking about it. I've I, I looked. I've even had to like do the calculator math. I'm like am I really 26? <laughs> like please. I can't believe we're 26.
4: Dude, and it's going by too fast. It's going by so fast. My mom told me she's like cuando cumplas los 21 años, like yes. it passes by like this and I'm like you're so
3: right. But everyone says that 30s is like the new 20s and it's you know everything. Me too. I'm kind of excited to enter
4: my dirty 30s. Yes. You want to know? I've seen this <laughs> on my podcast. You know why um, they call it the dirty 30s? Why? Because you're... Your body and women's bodies uh-huh, uh-huh. it releases more hormones so you can get pregnant so you're hornier when you're. You, that's why they call it your dirty
3: 30. Let's turn 30 tomorrow. I was <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh no. God. But yeah, it's like I want to enjoy what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I'm not in a rush. Yeah. I'm There's no there. rush. Like, okay, we're going to go on a quick break and mm-hmm. then we're going to come right back in. Okay.
1: I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma.
2: Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply.
5: Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. all right you guys welcome back we have the gorgeous daisy marquez okay so
3: what's like your idea like not your idea but like your standards for a guy if you're because are you looking or you're not looking or you're kind of just like there um honestly i'm not looking
4: but if somebody comes my way and they ask me on a date and i'm interested then i'll Mm. say yes because you just never know but i think what i look for in a guy i really interrogate a guy when I first Mm -hmm. go on a date. I'm like, what is your relationship with your mom? Do you have any siblings? Um, What was your relationship like with your ex? What's your social security? (laughs) I'm I'm like, what's in your (laughs) basement? But I I think because of therapy and and with my healing journey and everything, I want to get to know what your environment is like because that's going to dictate the type of environment that you're going to have like what kind of
3: baggage do are you carrying as well yeah like have you been through
4: yeah like I went on a date with this guy and he was talking really bad about his mom and I was like oh Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. red flag right there um but what I look for in a guy is just for him to be respectful um loyal and family oriented and just kind I think kindness is what I mostly look for um I'm just romantic. Yeah. I'm like, and and then the list goes yeah. on. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? My mom told me she's like, it's because she's so old school, but she was like, you have too many standards. She's like, you're never going to find a guy. She's like, you need to look. And I was like, oh, we can find it. I'm like, no, I'm not lowering my standards for no, anyone. I'm like, there it. is somebody out there yeah. that will fit my standards. And, you know, that's why I'm not in a rush to date anyone. I mean, I've had like pretendientes mm-hmm. like here and there, but
3: nothing. nothing not like serious. worth
4: no, yeah, no, not worth like introducing to like my family or anything like
3: that. Yeah, because once it like takes it to the family, it's like then they
4: will bring them up, yes. and then Christmas comes How around. Are like, they? What happened to this what, guy? Yes. Like, no. yeah, no, no, no but no, no,
3: no. I actually I found some cute guys on Chispa. You like it? I actually do. I, I like did. It. Okay, I did Chispa. But yeah, maybe that's just me. And it's I don't know. Maybe LA is just weird though. But I found most of my connections in LA.
4: Really? Yes. What? Like nobody knows this, but I was on the I was literally on set for shooting the commercial for pot, and the cutest guy
3: mm-hmm. popped up,
4: and I was like, Oh my god! And I slid in his DMs, and we matched, but he left me on red.
3: No. <laughs> he, he left, left you on, he red? Left
4: on red. You will be surprised because I every single and I don't know. I guess it's just men, but they're always asking me like, I bet you have a lot of guys in your DMs. Oh
3: my I god! I
4: promise you. I don't I do. I swear to god, it's mostly like girls asking me about makeup or like yes. hey what what was the link to this and I it's very I've had some very interesting people in my yeah. DMs but
3: it's never, it, like, it's never like I'm like, talking to a bunch of guys or nothing. Yeah, no. I also, I just
4: don't have the energy to nope. entertain that many yeah. people. Like I the agree. younger me definitely had it in her, but I'm just, <laughs> just like
3: right now. I'm no, just no, no, like, no. no. It's just the energy is too precious. Yeah. It's too precious. It's too much. What is your
4: timeline? My you timeline?
3: Line? Yeah. Honestly, look, if I'm being really, really honest and I always say this, I don't know if I want to get married. Really? I'm fine and content if we live together and I have a ring on my finger.
4: Oh my god! Wait, actually, you know what? You're so right. I saw somebody else talking about this. How like marriage doesn't really,
3: yes. like it's just a paper. Yes, and it's like, why? Why would I need to? You know what I mean? You're like so right. Like I give me a ring, we'll live together. I'll do all the wifey things. You do the, all the hubby things. That's but we totally don't fine. need to. We like, don't need to have that title. Yeah. Like I don't, and maybe that's just my. I I don't want to say my trauma speaking because. I just I don't know like it doesn't attract me like I'm not a, I'm not a girl too that wants to get married, you know what I'm like that but about
4: kids. Mm, yeah, I literally and I I had to sit down with my mom and and tell her like hey like would you be disappointed if, if I don't have kids because I am her only child. Yeah, and she's always asking me, and she just kind of looked at me. And she's like I just want you to be happy because she knows that I've been through a lot. And I was like okay I was like because I I know that there's some women out there that you know can't wait to be a mom and have kids and like oh my god like i'm in a group chat with laura and and bri Mm -hmm. and they're like oh that baby smell and i'm like the baby smell like what are you guys talking about like i i'm pretty sure i yeah i get what they're talking about but i'm like i don't have that desire in me to have kids and i just think about waking up and having to devote my life to another human being like i just don't see myself doing that um and I told my mom and she's like, I just want you to be happy. And I was like, okay. I was like, what about, I have thought about adopting. Me too. I, I've thought about adoption. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't yes. want to go through the whole baby newborn. Yes. Stage. I'm like, and I feel like I would be able to, I want to give another person a better life.
3: I see <laughs> it, <too. laughs> it all the time. I'm yeah. like, and I, 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 because I grew up. Like, without my parents for such a long time, I'm like, I don't want anyone to feel that. Yeah. And it's like, there's a reason why they were born and given away. And, you know, it's obviously a sad situation. So why not make it happy for yeah. somebody? Yeah. And then I think about, it, I'm like, okay, like, and what if someone asked me, like, what if your man wants to have his own, maybe? And I'm like, okay, but let me adopt first. Maybe. I, I said the same thing because um, everybody around me was like, well, like, what if the right
4: person comes and you do want to have his children? I was like, okay, well, if that happens, then that It'll can happen. happen. But like right now, it's like no, I'm not even thinking about kids. No. It's like so far down in my list of like things that I want to yes. do in
3: life. I'm happy being a Thea. I'm happy like yeah, loving like, them, giving them the world. Yeah. Like, but I like my space. Me I like that. waking up a little late sometimes. I love making my own breakfast. You know what I will say though? What? And my everybody around
4: me tells me that like this is really bad. What? <laughs> No. <laughs> because i i think because i i just been single for such a long time that i don't see myself sharing the same bed with really i don't and my friends were like what do you mean and i was like well like if i have a boyfriend like i want to live in the same house with him he have his home he has his own room and i have my own room and they were like that can't and i'm like i'm just
1: that's like, interesting
4: I, I don't know like i if i have like my sister tra- stayed over for a whole week and after like a couple of days i was like yeah I'm like, hey, like I have a guest room upstairs. Like
3: I just got so used to just being alone,
4: being alone. That I'm like, oh my god. Like, I mean, maybe it'll change if I really maybe. am in love. But
3: yeah, he's got to sweep you off your feet. He he better sweep me off my like, feet. Like carry you. That's it. Girl, you up better, in the sky. You better
4: get me up there with a <laughs> unicorn or something.
3: <laughs> okay, can we talk about your OnlyFans? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I am like. I I mean, I don't subscribe, but I love like (laughs) everything that you do regarding it. And you're so confident about it. And honestly, you truly inspired me to really want to do it. Really? Yes. I'm like, I wanted to. I'm like, dude, like, why not? I post the same thing. We talked about at Karen's wedding. Like we post the same thing on Instagram. It's because look, and to anyone listening to
4: this, I literally was posting lingerie pictures on the internet for free. And I had a friend of mine who owns an agency being like, Daisy, you can be making so much money posting these on the platform. Yeah. You know, instead of posting it for another brand and then posting it for free. And I was like, no, because of the stigma that it has around it. Yes, of course. Everybody around you will judge you or say that it's shameful. But then once I really got to, because I'm like, okay, let me just explore the the platform. Obviously, there's like tiers. Different ones, yes. There's people on there that literally... It, they almost use it as, like, a diary, of vlog channel. Like, you can use that platform for mm-hmm. whatever. It's just more intimate. And it's literally, like, keeping up with Jenica or keeping yes. up with Daisy. And you're paying to see, like, this very intimate side of you. And so I'm like, okay, if I'm posting this content on social media for free, I might as well post it on that platform and make money off of yeah, it. Like, absolutely. am I doing anything, like, super crazy on there? No. Am I being provocative and sexy and confident? Fuck yes. yeah. Like, I have yeah. always been... And everybody in in my circle knows that I'm a very, not sexual. I guess you could say a little bit sexual. I'm just a very, like, I'm very open with my sexuality. I'm very comfortable. I'm very sexy. And I always try to empower even, like, my cousin and my sisters. I'm Mm -hmm. like, once you, and I used to be so insecure. I used to be so insecure. And Mm -hmm. I don't know something. I, I think I just, I realized that I was being so mean to myself. And I would call myself ugly and all these mean things, and I'm like Daisy, you have to be your number one fan. So once I started to to rewire my brain and start complimenting myself, yeah. and hyping myself up, that is how I was able to gain confidence. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like when you're confident, nobody can take that away from you. Yeah. You can't even buy confidence. You yeah. get me? Like you just have to own it. And if you think that you were the baddest bitch out there, then you were the baddest bitch out there. And right. so I think lingerie and being comfortable in, in you know my sexuality has made me even more confident love it. and I love I love being in lingerie mm-hmm. I love being sexy and I love being a little bit provocative and I don't think there's anything wrong with having that side because we are women you yes. know like we can be sexy mm-hmm. and powerful and we can also be a businesswoman and
3: exactly have a All of it together. you can yes. do
4: whatever you want like don't let society make you feel like you, because you are this, you can't be that. Yes, I want to try to achieve anything that my mind thinks of, be in control of my life and yes. what I want to do. And I think some, I had to set a boundary with her because, you know, like we are two completely separate people. I was like, I don't think anyone is going to, you know, bring you or, or like tie both them together, like. And she was like, okay. She's like, I'm just scared for you. And I'm like, don't be scared. Like, I'll be fine. I'm a big girl. You know, I have very thick skin. And that was it. She just told me to just not bring it up around her, or talk about it around her. And
3: literally, that was it. Wow. But, it's, but you're happy. You love I'm it. I'm happy. You I mean, it's going it well. Like, it's...
4: I was talking to this guy friend of mine. And he's like, I think if you're a girl in 2024 and you're not doing OF, like... Why, why aren't you doing it? Because, yeah. and it's so crazy now because I have this friend that I'm like, I have this friend and this friend, <laughs> but, um, there's this girlfriend of mine that she would post the most beautiful like Pinterest pictures and mm-hmm. lingerie. And I'm like, oh my God, if you were to post this on, on OF. OF, you would be making so much money and I'm never going to pressure anyone into doing anything, yeah. you know, but I just told her and I, I showed her, you know, the income and I, and she was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, girl, you can be making money off of it and so now she's doing it and she's making bank
3: dude
4: and I'm like girl I'm so happy for you she's like moving she got a house and I'm like yes like I love that for
3: you so well I'm gonna text you we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna (laughs) see if you guys see it there subscribe to both (laughs) a two-in-one package (laughs) okay um okay so what what's next for you what's next for Daisy like Career-wise, what are you looking forward to? Is there any other goals that you may have? Or now that the new year started, like what are you feeling? Like what are what's your where's your mindset at right now?
4: I think right now one of my main priorities, mm, there's two projects that I can't fully talk about yet. Okay, Um, they're in the works, but I think just aside from those two projects that are going to come out, um, is focusing on my podcast and like i said my foundation i just want it to be i see it as something bigger i see it as like something that even if i were to pass away you know my sisters can yeah i see it as kind of just having a very long uh, i see it what's that word a longevity yes but, yeah um so i just i think that and i was even thinking about moving to my mi- to miami whenever you said really? that really like, yes just because like i've been in texas already about to be four years.
3: The energy is different over there.
4: It's just, I think it was good when I was trying to, you know, find yeah. myself and, and like, it's very quiet over there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I just think that mentally I'm strong now and um, I think I'm just ready for a new chapter and I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I already did LA, you know, Texas and I'm like, I think I, I need to try a new environment, a tropical beach. Yes. And every time I go to to Miami, there's all these Hog guy,
3: yes, absolutely. A lot of I Hispanic. Agree. I'm convinced the, that the love of my life lives over there. Me,
4: I'm honestly convinced that the love of my life is in Europe, but I'll wait for that. But I think <laughs> for,
3: stop in Miami.
4: <laughs> I know. I think. I think. Um, I might move to Miami for just a couple months, see if I, I like it, try should. it out. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna. I feel like I'm very stable right now. Yeah. So I'm just gonna see kind of what my intuition tells I love me. It.
3: So I love it. I'm very happy for you. I'm genuinely happy. Thank for you, you so much. Like, I see your face and I see peace. Thank you. And, and I don't know if there, if you don't have any, like if, if you don't, I know you have peace. Let's just leave it at that. But I just, I could see it and it's different when you feel it and you see it on somebody. And I really like, I've always wanted to tell you like whatever you're feeling or whatever the moment is that you went through, like, God has never left your side. Mm. And I, and I guarantee you that he won't. And like, you are destined to be here to tell your story and to be able to live the life that you are truly living right now that you deserve. Like everything that you went through has come for this moment, like happened for this time in your life. And I don't think that I just, I don't know. I, when I, I mean it, when I say it, Daisy, like I've been praying for you every time that I've seen you in person where I'm just like, I pray God blesses her and protects her, her heart, her her spiritually. And it's like, like, I, I'm honored to know you and your story now and understand you as a person better. And to see like, like, wow, like God, you're real. And I, and it's a really, truly, full circle, and I, I will say it. Like, I hope God continues to bless you, and Thank He's gonna you. reward you in every single way. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's because I, I had to say. I'm like, you are been, you're doing so much, even with the foundation. Like, the way you take care of your mom and your family, like, it's gonna come back to you in another form or way that's gonna bring you so much happiness. Thank you. And it's gonna probably feel like, oh my god, like, I don't, I don't, like, what is this? And it's like, no, you needed you because you've done all this and you went through this, it's going to come back twice as much for you.
4: It just felt like I had my guardian angel talk oh. to me and give me the reassurance that I needed. Cause I genuinely was questioning myself so much on the way over here. I was like, oh my, I wore makeup specifically so I wouldn't cry. Yeah. You still made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, this is exactly what I need. And I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to be vulnerable and be comfortable and come on here yes. on, you know, your podcast and just sharing my story and, I'm just very thankful and I just can't wait for our beautiful friendship yes, to blossom. Yes, of
3: course. You can come back anytime. I'll go over there with you. We'll go do yours. We'll have girl talk and just whatever. You have a friend. I'm I I'm Thank more than so happy much. to be your friend and to really like listen to you. I feel like we can under, we understand each other do. very easily. So, what's your what are your big three? <laughs> I want to know. Wait, what are your big three? What? Okay,
4: okay, so I'm a Libra. Okay. My rising is a Sag, which is why I'm like very free and just out there. And my moon's in Cancer.
3: What? Yeah. Okay, I'm a Libra. Yeah. My moon is in Scorpio. Oh. And I'm a Sag rising. <gasps> we <gasps> both have water
4: moons. Yeah.
3: Wait. Some, well, whatever,
4: but yes, what feel like- is water and, and. Oh my God. Jennifer. Yes. You're also a rising Yes. Badge.
2: Is uh-huh. that why we don't want to
4: get married? <laughs> We're like, is we that our problem? We just want to be free. You know, Sagittarius is, is the guy with half horse and yes. you know, uh-huh. the, how horses are very free. Yes. So we hate to feel like smothered and controlled and, and controlled whatever. And we like to feel free.
3: Love oh, to know have problem. Love- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I'm like, me too. So. I love that. Yes. Oh my God. That's crazy. I Wow. Well, you're a September Libra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're in October. I'm on October on the third. Oh, I love it. I love it. We're love just it connecting. But mm-hmm. all right, you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Please follow Miss Gorgeous Daisy Marquez. Please subscribe. Please thank apply you. for her DACA foundation if you guys need it. It's. An amazing foundation. If you really, truly need it, please, please, please apply. Um, make sure you guys follow her podcast, and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye, Hi guys. Overcomfort Podcast is a production of iHeart My Cultura Podcast Network.
0: There are a lot of things that matter to me.
5: Right Rug
3: Flooring.